Welcome to Conversations in a Vintage Shop, a podcast from behind my counter between customers. Join me while I sit behind my retail counter and just have a conversation with you or with myself. While I look out the window, observe what I see, things that are happening in the store today, throughout the week, and just fun little stories that I have from my time as a business owner. This is something that you find interesting, and keep listening, and I appreciate you. Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Conversations in a Vintage Shop. My name is Courtney, and I own Carmine and Hayworth Vintage in downtown Fargo. And this is just a podcast where it's almost like a stream of consciousness. I sit behind my retail counter and tell stories that I've often told to customers, people coming in who just want to talk and hang out. And today, it is October 15th, a Thursday, when I'm recording this. And I thought it'd be fun and in the Halloween spirit to recount my paranormal experiences here in the historic Delandresees building in downtown Fargo, North Dakota. And when I say paranormal, I mean things that are out of the normal realm of things that happen day to day. So take that as what you will. These are just my experiences. Now, I have to preface this with the fact that you may be able to hear some background noise. I do have music playing in my shop. And yes, I did consider editing it out. However, that's the point of this podcast. I'm literally in my shop during store hours, talking behind my counter. So think of it as just a different kind of (laughs) ambiance. I'm keeping it in. But yes, I'm very, very well aware of it. So where I want to start with this is a little bit of back history about my history in the building and the history of the building itself. So the Delandresees building was built in 1879 by Onesine Delandresee and was located at 618 Front Street, which is just one door over to the east of where my shop is. And it started out as a shop called Chicago Dry Goods. Now, in 1893, there was the Great Fargo Fire. Happened June 7th. And it decimated many buildings and homes in downtown Fargo, including many on this block. So once it destroyed Chicago Dry Goods, Delandersi purchased the rest of the lots to the west of the block. And they built what is now known as the historic Delandresees building. And it was one of the first malls in North Dakota. And you had clothing, you had restaurants. It's now apartment buildings, multi-use, commercial. But it's a beautiful brick building, dark, 
dare I say, a little creepy. But it's had quite a history. In 1972, Delandresis moved to what is West Staker's shopping mall in Fargo, and it was the big surge of indoor shopping malls. And that's when it turned into more commercial and living quarters. So where did these ghost stories come from? I wasn't aware that this building had a haunted history until my shop moved in here in June of 2018. And I was in the basement, the lower level, in this little dark corner. (laughs) And I rented out a lot of my vintage pieces, so I was there many times by myself. And I had never experienced anything. I was in the downstairs basement space for about a year and a half, almost two years, and I never experienced anything. Yes, it was a little creepy, leaving at night and it was quiet. You could just hear the atrium music playing. But I never really got any weird sensations when I was down there. That wasn't until February of 2020 when I moved upstairs to 616 Main Avenue. And that is still connected to the Delandrecy space. It's a big building, and it extends half the block. So when I moved to this space, again, I never, never experienced anything weird, creepy. And I love myself some ghost stories and paranormal, so don't I wish that were the case. But it just wasn't. I never had any issues whatsoever. That was until July of 2021. When construction started on a little corner restaurant in the basement of this building that was formerly the VIP room restaurant. And construction started to create what I think is going to be a wine bar. No one really knows at this point. You probably have a better guess than I do, but that's not the point. (laughs) The point is, they gutted this beautiful historic restaurant So it's studs, drywall, you know, the usual construction stuff. And that's when I personally started to notice some really odd happenings in my shop. And I'll tell you exactly what I experienced and what I later found out. So this all started a few months ago, just as simply as me being in my shop by myself, doing my business, typing on the computer, you know, normal things that business owners do during the day. So to give you an idea, if you've never been in my shop, the layout of my shop, it's very simple. There's a front door, there's a big open space, my counter, and then I have two half walls In the back of my shop, one side is where I keep all of my vintage clothing rentals, and the other side is my office. And my office is mainly just filled with more clothes. (laughs) A desk, my internet box, and that's it. And then I do have a back door that goes into a tiny lobby area where there are two other businesses. So it's fairly quiet. At least it used to be. And again, it would just be simple things. 
sitting up front of my counter and I hear the door shutting back. And at the time, I remember thinking, well, maybe my landlord is coming in through the back to come talk to me. That has happened before. Because my door in back locks automatically, so no one can come in or out unless they have a key or I open it for them. So I went back, fully expecting to see maybe maintenance or my landlord, and there was no one there. Again, my rational mind just chalked it up to, okay, I was hearing things. That's been known to happen. I'll write it off. It's fine. But this would happen every week. I would hear similar noises to a door opening and closing, or even things like papers rustling in the back corner of my office. And it started getting to the point where it would make my heart start to race. Because again, I'm here by myself. There's no one in here. There's no one in the offices, in the back on the other side of my door. No one can come in and out of that door again unless they have a key or I physically open it for them. After a few times of this happening is when I kind of started to think, well, this isn't normal, but what can you do? You just live with it. You keep going day to day. In the past month is when others started to hear it. (laughs) And I was completely validated in my feelings and what I had been hearing. And it started when two of the tenants in the building who I've come to know during my time here with my shop and they come in and visit every once in a while they lock up the building at night they're very well acquainted with the building and things that happen in it and they were in one night right before close very quiet night and all three of us heard papers rustling in back and they had asked me oh is anyone here Sometimes I have my partner Charles here. And I said, no, it's just me. But I have been hearing things like that, and it's becoming commonplace to where I don't really react to it much anymore. And I joked and said, well, maybe this place is haunted. And they said, yes, we do believe it is haunted. A lot of people feel that way. We've all experienced things in this building. So that led me to think, okay, well, maybe there's something about this. Maybe there's something I need to investigate. Put my ghost hunter hat on, I suppose. But again, after that conversation, I just kind of let that melt into the back of my head. Didn't really give it much thought. Until a week ago, I had two of my friends in here. And it was a gloomy, very, very slow Saturday. (laughs) I mean, no one was coming in. It was a ghost town. It was stormy outside. I mean, the perfect setting for a good ghost story. And they were standing here. It was quiet. And all of a sudden in the back where my office is, we heard what I had thought sounded like a rotary dial to a phone. That bring... Not a very good imitation. I apologize. And they both heard it too. And we looked at each other at the same time. And they had asked, what was that? And I told them, I don't know. 
I've been hearing things like that all the time. And to them, it actually sounded like an old-fashioned cash register. That ring, loud noise. And it was loud. It wasn't faint at all. I went back again and I checked. And there is nothing in my office that could possibly have made that noise. I don't have a toy cash register back there. My shop phone was up front with me. It's digital, not a rotary. I don't even own a rotary phone. For a vintage shop, that's rare, I know, but I don't own one. So it did kind of have all of us a little freaked out, especially since it was raining and really kind of creepy outside. And previously, a few days before that, I had had, and this is one that keeps escaping my mind for some reason, and when I tell you what it was, you'll be confused as to why I keep forgetting. But I was, again, closing one night, and I had walked past two of my card racks that are in the front of my store, and they are spinning ones. And I walked past just to go straighten up some of the sunglasses that I have in my shop, And in the corner of my eye, I saw one of the racks spinning quite fast. I mean, not fast to the point where it makes you dizzy, but enough to where it's as if you gave it a good spin and it spun around. And I watched and it went on like that for about 15 to 20 seconds. Again, my rational mind looked at it and thought, well, you know, my flooring is uneven. I did walk past it. So maybe the combination of me walking past it, I walk fast, so I do cause a bit of a breeze. So either that or maybe I got caught on it and my sweater had knocked into it and it started spinning. So of course, I went over to it. I walked fast by it more times than a human should, a little obsessive about it. I would try to get my sweater caught on the card rack I would stomp on the floor, again, repeatedly walk back and forth, and the card rack did not move. It did not move once, no matter what I did. And since then, I haven't been able to replicate it, and it hasn't happened again. So when all this is said and done, I do feel like there is something here. What it is, I don't know. And I took it upon myself to give in to my curiosity and look into the paranormal history of this building and really do a deep dive into the actual history of the building itself. And what I found was quite interesting. A mix of tales from tenants and former business owners here of experiences they had, but then also some of the dark history that has happened on this block as well. doing further research I didn't realize how many ghost stories were swirling around the Delandersees building I found articles gosh going back to maybe the 80s or 90s describing some of the experiences people were having in this building and one notable one came from an article, I believe it was in 2017, from the High Plains Reader about 
the restaurant that was downstairs the VIP room and how workers and patrons there would see a veiled woman apparition walking around in their storage area and around the restaurant. And rumor, possibly legend, has it that this veiled woman had pointed to a place in the restaurant where they ended up uncovering some old gold coins. Now, whether or not that's true, I couldn't find any verification. That was the first I'd ever heard of that story since being in the building. So whether it is just urban legend or facts, we'll probably never know. But I thought that was interesting that others had even said that they've seen apparitions, heard ghostly phantom noises, the service elevator moving on its own when no one's in there, doors closing behind people, voices in the night. And I thought that was interesting. Every old building has their stories. Whether it's true or not, I feel it's pretty inherent when a building has a certain age to it. Ghost stories are inevitable. I mean, when's the last time you heard about a ghost story in a house that was built in 2015? <laughs> it doesn't happen too often. The creep factor has been taken out because old buildings are creepy. History can be creepy. History can be scary. And that leads me into the history of this block and this building that is darker than just the surface of when this building was built and the shopping center that was in it. This block itself has had a lot of really bad history on its side and history that actually did kill. I had mentioned earlier about the Great Fargo Fire of 1893 and how fire devastated not only downtown Fargo and businesses, but many homes as well. And this entire block, including the first building that Delandresis built, Chicago Dry Goods, had all burned down and they had to rebuild. But that wasn't the only fire and devastation that has happened on this block. In 1951, the Earl Hotel, located just west of the Delandresis building, one block over, just right across the street, burned. Reading an article from the Fargo Forum called As I Recall, 1951 Hotel Blaze sent shivers up the spine. An 11-year-old, or a man who was 11, at the time of this fire had recounted just how horrifying it was and how about 200 guests had to flee the hotel that night that had caught on fire. Now, a little history on the Earl Hotel. At the time it was built, and it looks like around 1899, I'm looking up my research here. <laughs> it was referred to as the finest hotel between the Twin Cities and the Pacific Coast. 
It is said to have been elegant, a curved entrance, a balcony that circled the second story above the entrance. And Theodore Roosevelt himself spoke from that balcony on his visit to Fargo in 1910 to dedicate the Carnegie Library at the Fargo College south of what we know as Island Park. Three people ended up dying in that fire. A Mrs. J.H. Hank Sampson, age 85, who was the wife of a well-known wrestling matchmaker in Fargo. W.S. Hooper, who was a former Fargo postmaster. And Catherine Morton, who was a retired teacher. And her body wasn't found until 11 days later. Now, in the Great Fargo Fire, I couldn't find any documented deaths. But it is documented that three people did die in the Earl Hotel fire. So could one of those women be the ghostly apparition that people are seeing in the Delandresi's building? At the site of what that hotel was, it's now office spaces. Nowhere near its former glory. So this apparition coming to the Delandresi's building, because it has some semblance of that old glamour of the hotel. It's tall, multi-story atrium, dark wood, winding staircases. I don't know. Nobody really knows. All right, everyone. And that concludes my personal ghost stories from Carmine and Hayworth Vintage. And we'll see. Maybe there'll be more to come. Maybe this episode will need a part two. I'm kind of hoping so. But anyways, thank you so much again for listening to the second episode. I feel like a big girl now. A real adult. But stay tuned because we're shifting gears a little bit next week. We are going to be diving in to the topic of vintage and size inclusivity. Two things that sometimes just don't go together. And this is a conversation I have had with many of my customers coming in. And you might be interested to what I have to say. Not everything is as it appears. So if that's something that you may be into... And stay tuned next week. Thank you so much again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this time out of your day to hear me talk. (laughs) Some people like it. Some people want to shut me up. But I'm glad you're here. And I hope to see you again next week. Have a great week, you guys. 